0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of The Force Sensitive. I am joined today, first and foremost, with my host, Mr. Gord.
1: Hi, how you doing?
0: <laughs> so, just as a heads up to everyone, this is 100% his idea. He came to me with this idea, and I couldn't let it slip through my fingers, as Tarkin would say. And I want to be upfront and say that this is a, a positive outlet for Star Wars. It's about celebrating... Star Wars and celebrating people's connection to Star Wars and thus kind of their fandom. So without um, much further ado, Gord, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we get rocking and rolling with our guest?
1: Uh, Yeah. Star Wars is something that is very special to everyone, including myself. And I've been a lifelong fan and I wanted to deep dive and find out, you know, what makes everybody tick? Why do you love Star Wars? What does it mean to you? You know, what do you want from it? What do you get out of it? And, you know, what's the love all about?
0: Absolutely. I I think that uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a different guest on, you know, every time we get to do this show. And I think it's important for a number of reasons. For one, it pumps some new fresh blood into kind of nerd rage and also the larger Cool Table conglomerate and gets some new voices and some, some new air, some fresh air. And... We're just going to more so take a look at their experience from beginning to end. And, you know, we'll interject and share some stories, I'm sure, along the way. But our first guest today is a gentleman that you may have heard of, especially if you're a nerve rage listener, but now you get to hear him himself. And his name is Caleb. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? So, Caleb, one thing that we kind of want to get out of the way, and I already know the answer to this, but we want to kind of establish this early on in order to kind of gauge our questions um for the future is Mm -hmm. are you a uh collector as well as
2: a a a fan i am a big collector so yeah fan and collector of anything star wars pretty much okay wonderful uh
0: so with that like like i said like the beauty of this is that um it's a podcast that we don't have to do a whole lot of talking um we're more interested in your story so what is your first memory of star Wars?
2: That's funny. I just said that collector thing and I'm like staring at my floor and I've got like a B wing. I got grandma, dark and hot toys. So yeah, I'm definitely going to emphasize the collecting aspect of that. Yeah, but, please uh, do. yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, as far as like the first memory of star Wars. So, um, definitely a child of the eighties, right? I'm 38. So I was kind of in that prime target for star Wars back in the eighties. um, Oddly enough, when I was a kid, it was more GI Joe, Transformers, Thundercats, all that stuff, right? So, like, where I lived, my exposure was oddly limited. So, like, my first real memory of Star Wars was Return of the Jedi, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, because it was what was it, it came out like eighty four, so you know I was yeah giant talking you- teddy bears, like, oh my god, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it was kind of funny too, because at the time, like, I grew up in kind of a remote like you know a forest and pine trees and all that stuff so it was like oh cool i live in undor <laughs> it's like <laughs> right 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 that's, right right that's amazing so um it's kind of funny because like so return of the jedi was kind of my first entry point into uh, star war
0: that was um, the first film you saw
2: uh yeah yeah uh if i that, that i can remember and now it's someone <clears throat> stuck with me just because of that kind of odd like forest connection right because yeah, it, my dad was a firefighter, um, so we lived out in the mountains because he's you know part of the the wildland firefighter. So it's like you know we lived out. Yeah, so it's like he showed me that he loved the redwoods, and so my dad kind of introduced me randomly to Star Wars because of the redwood scenes, and I'm like looking back on it, I'm like that is the weirdest entry point to Star Wars that I can probably think of. Like, um, yeah. So how
0: how was it as a kid? Because Gort actually saw them out of order as well. I, you know, I mean, I guess in, to an extent we all saw them out of order, but um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I saw them in order. I, I didn't even realize that people would have seen them out of order. Do you think that – how do you think that that affected your experience for better or for worse, do you think?
2: Um, You know, like it's it's really weird kind of looking back because, you know, today I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to start with episode four or five, like – my exposure as a kid, because again, like, I and mean, this is the eighties, right? So it's like, there is no streaming services. There is no blu rays. There's no TV. Right. I think I watched return of the Jedi on like some copied beta tape that my dad got from his fire station. Like that's how I got exposed. Like I never saw it in the theaters. Right. right. I just kind of like heard about it, like word of mouth. Right. So like seeing them out of order now, like, ah, uh, I mean, it, it still had the same effect. It still captured my attention. It still captured that kind of wow factor for me. So I didn't mind seeing them out of order. And I think as a kid, you can't really process the chronological order of them anyway. So it was just at that time, it's like cool spaceships and lasers and giant teddy bears that kill stormtroopers. So, you know, that that kind of stuff. Do you think
0: that that was like the first hook for you was the, the, the Ewoks?
2: Yeah. <laughs> Looking back, probably. But then I mean, like that, that just means it did exactly what it was supposed to do, you know, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. honestly. I, mean, I was I was their target audience for marketing, you know. It's like it was kind of funny back then. But um but I think like even just like the characters too, like Java, you know, like the whole Java Palace. Yeah, scene. the aliens. You know, the creatures. Yeah, the creatures and all that stuff, like you know, um you know, and actually the uh, the space battle at the end when they're going up you know, against the Death Star 2. like all that kind of stuff. Like, as a four or five year old kid back then, you know, like right. falling in love with Transformers and all that stuff. Like that just hit all those buttons, and I didn't care that there was a story
1: because shiny stuff was happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gort, like a bit of sensory overload there. Yeah. Well, uh,
0: and, no. and Gort saw six for the first film, also, right?
1: Uh, no, no, that was the second one that I had seen. I had seen the first one and. Had oh. no idea that there was more. That was just a VHS tape, you know, as a you know small child. Right. But the Ewok movies; those were on TV all the time. <laughs> yep. And I had seen an Ewok on the box of Return of the Jedi. Uh, this, I believe, was in a Bradley's. You know, when those still existed. As I still
0: remember them quite well.
1: <laughs> and we came home with that because it had an Ewok on it, and then that was like the real legitimate introduction into okay there's there's more there's star wars there's the universe and this is fantastic
0: D- Calem, did you see the ewok movies as well back in that in that era because because we're oh, all yeah. we're, we're all about the same age so, yeah. so it all yeah. kind of hit us around the same time did and you remember seeing them on tv
2: i i remember seeing them on tv because again we didn't have i mean you know my family was pretty uh pretty humble let's just put that i come from humble beginnings mm-hmm. so uh like if it was on TV, yeah, we saw it. So like I remember all the Ewok movies like more so as a kid than I do most of the main fran- franchise. Huh. Um, so I would watch *Caravan Courage* and you know um, the giant—I really? forget what the name is right now off the top of my Gore-X. head but the giant Gore-X. monster, Gorax, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that thing freaked me out. <laughs> Dude, right? me I mean, too. It was like, yeah, because it's it also horrifying too, it was that like, thing. Yeah. It was, you know, just terrible. Like when they're in the cages and stuff, like <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of, like, um, like I kind of connect that to, because for whatever reason we watched Legend a lot as a kid. Yeah, me like, too, dude. So, like, that the dungeon scenes, like in <laughs> Ewoks and, like, Legend and then, like, um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth and all those movies, they had kind of that same, like, big creepy creature and yeah. prison. And for some reason there's a bunch of bones because somebody got eaten in a kid's movie. Yeah, exactly. You know, like that. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> exactly
2: but yeah so but caravan courage and ewok movies i mean those were like on constant rotation for whatever reason Not just,
0: so let me ask you this how was what was your introduction because this is like your introduction to seeing the movies and stuff and you saw them out of order do you think it went for one real quick do you think it went six four five or do you remember it at all or did it just become a
2: blur a little bit of a blur because okay. i remember watching jedi ewoks and then i did watch empire as a kid because again it it kind of ties back to where i grew up because um you know we got snow right so like hoth that played like a big factor in like you know i would go out and play in the snow in the woods you know (laughs) it's like yeah snow trooper oh there's frozen ewoks you know that kind of stuff and it's like Yeah, it's kind of working backwards from that. And then I realized that, like, I would go visit my grandparents. Uh, They lived out, and, um, you know, when I got a little bit older and I saw the original Star Wars, I'm like, oh, Grandpa lives in Tatooine, like that kind of stuff. So you
0: got to play on Endor and Hoth as a kid. Yeah, and then I had to go visit, you know,
2: for Thanksgiving in Tatooine, which was fine because that was, like, temporary. (laughs) That's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah. i I remember playing on i remember making hoth did you i mean we grew up on the east coast so we definitely had snow did you 100 percent make like hoth scenes outside gort when when you were playing as a kid uh absolutely
1: yeah absolutely
0: i also remember like uh neighborhood kids like bringing toys out and like everybody would like like you might only have like a a handful and the other kid had a handful and the other kid had a handful but like when you all came out together, like now you had like an army of snowtroopers or whatever, you know, or whatever the case may be. I, I do feel like that kind of element is definitely gone in today's generation, just as like a side note.
1: Yeah. Um, Speaking on that, too, taking the toys outside, all we had were ATSTs at one point, you know, not even a proper Hoth vehicle. Right. Uh, or most memorable. <laughs> right. For sure.
0: The, the yeah. ATST was kind of like the. Uh, like, did
2: you see that little thing go by? Like, you know, like... Cause it's, it's, like, it's,
0: like, I remember like, telling... Like, what was that
2: little thing that, like, for two seconds <laughs> just walked by? What I, was that?
0: I remember telling people that there were AT-STs in Empire, and people arguing with me that there weren't, you know, as a kid. Like, a, you know, just talking Star Wars with kids at school or whatever. And be like, yeah, they had them in Empire. I'm like, no, they didn't. I'm like, yeah, there's like one or two scenes. D- so, what is your first memory of collecting in regard to
2: Star Wars? So, the the next funny jump in my kind of history is that, so I remember the movies, right. But I actually never had a star Wars toy. Um, because again, grew up kind of in a, so I'm on the West coast. I'm in the San Diego area. I grew up in a very remote area of San Diego, which people don't realize like San Diego actually has like mountain ranges and stuff. So I grew up, um, area, 6,000 feet up on a mountain basically. Cause again, my dad was a firefighter and he hated people. So he, raised us on a mountain (laughs) uh which probably explains a lot about me but that's another story um but um so like i didn't have my closest friend was a good 20 minutes away Mm -hmm. into the next town right so he had some star wars toys and i got to see him at school a little bit but like i myself nobody ever my family never bought star wars toys because i again it was like i was also thinking back kind of in preparation for this conversation was like you know I, Star Wars back then, to me and my family and where we grew up, like, it didn't have, like, it was just a movie, right? It wasn't the phenomenon that it is now, right? Uh So it, like, it impacted me, but, like, it wasn't until, I want to say, like, I took almost, like, a Star Wars break for, you know, I want to say, like, the, the 10, 11, 12 years, right? And then I really got back into Star Wars, I think it was around high school, like, I'll never forget this story, but, um, so again, remote area, right? Right. I just started learning about the magic of computers. Right. So like all my other people going to go into high school, they were like in four h and they wanted to go raise cows. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm going to learn these new contraptions computers. So I went into, um, my grandfather bought me like this old crappy computer and, uh, I tried to fix it up and, um, you know, I got into like kind of computer tinkering and then, um, I walked in and I'm like, I want to experience a new video game because at this time I was also like a big video game nerd, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, computing's the next generation. It's going to be great. Like, I want something that's a super kick ass video game that's going to take me like beyond Super Nintendo and all that stuff, right? So I walked into uh, a CompUSA. I don't know if anybody knows what yeah, that is. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> And, um, uh, I'm like, I need to find. I want something like space battles. Like,
0: and it was a star Wars game that, that you got queued into.
2: Yeah. So I was, uh, you know, searching the latest and greatest at comp USA, you know, I think I saw like final fantasy seven on the shelf. I was like, nope. Uh, but I wanted to come- Yeah. Right. So like, uh, I wanted like some kind of space simulator. Right. And then I just saw, I happened to see TIE fighter sitting on the shelf right. and, uh, you know so this is the original tie fighter space sim game all that good stuff so um it came on like six floppy disks yeah you know? yeah i remember or six save icons to you younger people out there those games were uh, awesome
0: the like x-wing tie fighter all that stuff seemed yeah. awesome i would get lost though like the space was so expansive it seemed like <laughs> it, i would like lose sight of the
2: battle i'd be like where am yeah. i i'm just like cruising around but um so i i you know, I installed that on my you know, my, my super lightning fast four eighty six computer back in the day. And um that it I was I don't think I've ever been immersed in a game like that because I was like, Oh my god, I am actually flying for the Empire. Like <laughs> <Right>. yes <laughs> Like Take down those rebels, those sons of bitches anyway, so right, it's right, like right. um <laughs> you know, like it was it was not just like because again I mean like at the time it was like I think it was like Super Nintendo like maybe PlayStation was in '64 so it's like to make that leap into something that actually had like voices in it like yeah oh my god going to talk through the mission okay cool so that that kind of hooked me again in those kind of early teenage years uh-huh. and then um, I got into the ships I'm like oh yeah they had, like tie interceptors those are amazing like I and then I started like getting into like the ships and the vehicles and then that kind of brought me back into star wars and i was like oh yeah i remember this as a kid that's a, that's the thing with the ewoks and then <laughs> you know right. like it, it went from there and i'm like i rediscovered star wars around that time so then i started watching them in order right and around this time too like again teenage years right, right. so you're going through your own emotional roller coasters and whatnot i'm watching star wars i'm like anger fear aggression i have all those
0: right 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 right
2: right, right. right. this is a movie like it's talking to me so like it, it, just, it just became like my i don't say role models but just something that i used in my life to kind of cope with what you know the the high school crap that we all go through right so just kind of doing it. So,
0: so that's kind of interesting like during the the dark times of the franchise like it, it kind of went it became a dark time for you in regard to the franchise like they coincided
3: yep, yep.
2: Yeah, because then, um, you know, I kind of rediscovered it. And then, you know, you couldn't find anything else Star Wars back then. You know, it wasn't like you could go to the C-3PO, you know, toothbrush like you can right, today. Right, You know, like, so you would start like, you know, I, I kind of, not to be all hipster about it, but I rediscovered Star Wars, man, before it was cool. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you would, uh, I would talk to some people and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of remember that movie. So, like, it kind of like. It was a weird time because there wasn't a lot of information out there, you know, like, mm-hmm. unless you hopped on, like, Netscape back in the day, you know, you right. could maybe find, <laughs> you find some images, yeah. but, like, it was before all the internet boom and all that stuff. So, um, you know, that brought me back into it. I hunted down the VHS tapes, you know, I started watching them, like, you know, um, my parents were just trying to make me, you know, I mean, they didn't really know much about Star Wars anyway, so they weren't... They were like, okay, yeah, you know, it's kind of a movie that came out when we were in high school, but what do you care? You know, it was kind of like this weird, like, why are you going back to this thing? Right. Um, So it was kind of a weird transition period. And then shortly, I don't want to say shortly after, but I think it was like around this time when I started playing TIE Fighter, getting back into it, that's when like, um, I think the special editions were starting, were just on the horizon, right? So it was like kind of that resurgence was coming. Mm -hmm. So that was when it went full blast, like, yeah, crazy with the Star Wars stuff.
0: What did you feel about like when you when you saw trailers for the special edition and what have you and and then saw the special edition and then afterward, like what were your reactions? Because Gort and I were actually talking about this earlier today on the phone and like it seemed like it became a controversial thing, but not until much later on, like it seemed fairly positive at the time to me.
1: And yeah, all the yeah. debates that you'd hear about some of the changes. I think people were too excited in the moment before they can, uh, you know, hit the theaters, to really consider what the impact might be. You know, you were excited, like, "Hey, did I see they might be doing the Wampa there? You know, look at that new creature. Right. Look at this updated space battle shot. You know, that's what you're, you know, going to see. But the, you know, the arguments, like you say, they come later. But what's your initial reaction there when you had seen these trailers?
2: Oh, my mind was blown, because, I mean, again, I I missed the original releases, obviously, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I I have vague memories, maybe I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater, but I don't really remember it, you know, so I didn't have that wow factor, so like, again, um, you know, teenage years, right, like, just getting into this thing, and all of a sudden, like, from what I remember, this is the first time to see it in theaters since, you know, I want to say almost, you know, the original releases, right? So I was like, oh yeah, like this is amazing. Like I don't care. I get to go sit right in a movie theater and see the crawl. You right. know, like yes. that's all I care about. Yes. You know, like um there might have been like a couple theaters around San Diego that were doing like um like the vintage movie nights, right? You mm-hmm. know, but it was like tiny screen and whatnot. So um but I mean, when I saw those trailers, I was like, "Yes, this is it! Like, I get to finally experience, you know, what this is on a the theater." And I didn't care that, you know, Han steps on Jabba's, whatever. Like, right, right. And right. I think, you know, again, it was like that kind of like ignorance is bliss type environment because, again, there wasn't like Facebook or MySpace or you know, even you know GeoCities yes. back in those days where people were like, "This sucks, social justice warriors." This is, you know, like that kind of stuff. Like, right. wasn't there it was just like oh shit star wars yay well that that's what it was
0: also i mean i I think that people they they lose sight of how mind-blowing that cgi was for its time oh yeah you know like now you kind of look at it with like after seeing endgame and you're like who did this with crayons you know but (laughs) but like at the time it was like holy smokes like this is this job of the hut like and Like, did you ever see the, uh, like, the behind the scenes, like, from Star Wars to Jedi or whatever it was? It was, like, a, like, a straight, yeah, right? And they, in that they showed one of those scenes of Jabba that was cut out from the original film. Like, where he's, like, wearing, like, a fur coat. He's, like, pimping. Yeah,
1: that's, and that's one of the few major things that you got out of one of those old documentaries. And that's just that small taste, like. Like you know that there's always going to be something that's, and maybe not as a child, you, you don't realize that there's a lot of extra footage that's cut from movies or straight scenes or you know thirty or fifteen seconds. But right. that's a major scene right there for a major character that George had envisioned from the get-go. You don't get to see him till Return of the Jedi, and a massive change from you know a stand-in guy who they were supposed to mat like a creature over in um, post to this big slug creature. And then there it is one day, you know, 20 years later that they do it.
0: Yeah. And it was like, yeah. for for I think if you'd seen that scene from that documentary, you were like, you like saw how they did it, you know? Like, and it was like amazing, yeah. you know, it was like they colored in a Jabba over top of this dude. And now, now it doesn't, you know, the, the effect of it doesn't hold up as well. But, you know, I think people lose sight of that, that for its time, it was, it was cutting edge.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, like, Jurassic Park was kind of the first big CG movie that hit right and then that's like from there on out it was like that's that was our benchmark right yeah. so like even like so like the original Java footage right like it's some dude that looks like he's skinned a bear because he's wearing like a bear skin <laughs> coat right <Yeah. laughs> and it's like uh yeah we just we inserted Java the Hut into this so like that doesn't happen right I mean this is what like 96 97 something like that like yeah, 97, you know I think. That, that, 97 yeah that does not That was new and groundbreaking, right? So, the fact that you could actually move Han up in frame and yeah, yeah, yeah. that's another thing. It's just like it's not like they could just (laughs) jump in like you know, Photoshop and something or do that. Like that wasn't around then. They had to like, you know, create that on their own. So that was kind of. Do you the controversy wasn't there as bad as I remember
0: it? Yeah, no, not at all. Do you remember? uh, Do you remember anything? in seeing those three that you were disappointed by, like I, like I do, you know, I, I, I remember a couple of things that I was like, what? Um, but do you remember anything that you were like, man, they changed that?
2: There was a few little things like, um, like for a new hope when they're, you know, coming into Mos Eisley and there's like the, the droid that like taunting each other. I was like, really? You need to do that? Like the, like that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 little yeah, moments yeah. like that. I'm like, huh? Did I just watch? But I mean, um, for the most part, like, I don't. I mean, the 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 most egregious one was uh, Return of the Jedi. Right? Yes, I was like I, you don't exactly. need to mess with that. Was too don't much. Don't need to mess with that. Yeah, that's
0: the one I felt like was too much immediately. Like
2: uh, I get why they did it.
0: Yeah, but I, I don't even like the song. Like I like that lappy neck <laughs> jam. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the new song was trash. The um, and then that 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 that, that uh Waza or whatever his name was like he he seemed like he didn't belong in that world to me yeah
2: he was too uh like,
0: yeah like the big nose and everything and i'm yeah, like what are the doctor teeth like the ton, the, <laughs> the swinging tonsil you yeah. know like yeah. it, was, it was too much um, but what about something like
1: the like you know the the innards of his mouth there, that's like just it's just them showing off the cgi Oh yeah, definitely. Is there any other reason for such a thing? No, not at <laughs> all. And it doesn't look good.
2: There's a lot of, there's a lot of mouth action in that scene. I'm like, why do we have to see his tonsils and why do we gotta see uh what her name? Sly 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 <Sly Sly. like, <Sly>. close up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, I don't need to see any close ups and no alien mouse right now. Like, you know, it's fine. Just move along. That so. it, and that music, man, that music was so like
1: <laughs>
0: it was too much. Yeah, it's yeah, very poppy. Yeah, and like and, and like a, poppy in like a old sense that didn't that didn't fit for some reason. The eighties pop music still seemed right with it from Lapti Neck. You know,
1: it. You know, it's interesting. I, I like how it opens up like like trumpet sound, and then it immediately just goes off to something else. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and then yeah, and I, and what kind of ruined it for me was just like. And not ruined. Like I, like again, I wasn't like nerd raging back in the day. I was like, oh, that's that's kind of disappointing and weird. Right. Like I understand they want to make it like you know like a part, you know, hideout and yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, what I was kind of most disappointed when was it? It took away from the suspense. Um, Ula's death and oh, the rankhorsing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, like when and again, kind of going back to like the limited memories I have, but like that rankhorsing freaked me out as a kid, right? Because that was like some serious like danger and like oh job is not to be messed with at all yeah and it was but like then,
0: you know as they said like the you know the the,
2: the damsel and the dragon you know like it, it really yeah. was that yeah but then when that, they intercutted that with the the new musical number it, it took away a lot of that suspense from that scene and kind of made it more just kind of jokey and tell, i didn't
0: i'll tell you what the ula like didn't age a
1: lick That's what I was gonna say. (laughs) She came back. She looks the same. (laughs) Exactly. And that's one of the big, interesting takeaways from that whole sequence. There, they were able to throw her right back into the action.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. Like literally,
2: throw her in the pit. Like, get back in there. Like,
0: (laughs) and I've, I've seen, I've seen her in person. She's gorgeous today. You know, like uh, black, black don't crack, baby. (laughs) Um, or green, you know. Yeah, we're green. Uh, Green don't. I gotta come up with a word for that. So. The other thing is that I wanted to ask on the flip side of that, do you remember anything that you were like, Wow, that was awesome. Like that makes this so much better to me. Oh, uh,
2: uh Death Star Battle. Yeah. Because again, tying back into the, the TIE Fighter, the ships, the vehicles and stuff, like like I remember seeing the trailer and I'm just It's when they did that pan, like around the X Wings when they're coming up on Yavin. Yeah. You know, like the whole yeah. I'm like yep. Oh my god! That was in the amazing. trailer. That was like, one of
0: the big trailer moments.
2: That yeah, that was like the big selling point. I'm like, and I don't care. They they could do anything. Like I just want to see that. So like the the updated space battles was amazing to me. Like because I love like the dog fighting and all that stuff. Like you know, I even started getting into World War Two footage, like watching that kind of stuff to see where they took the reference from. Really? But like yeah, I was just like, oh, and then that kind of sent me down like a you know a history moment, like trying to figure out like the different. Pl- anyways it was um that was probably one of the highlights i was like that's that's worth it so uh,
0: for i remember for me like one of like i mean obviously there's things like the wampum stuff which was great to see don't get me wrong but like um for me the stuff that i enjoy still to this day the most is like the small subtle stuff like Just like taking away a wall of Cloud City, and you can see out into the city, or opening up a window in Cloud City, or seeing the Millennium Falcon rise out of Docking Bay ninety four, or you know what I mean. Little it was little stuff like that that, like, you know, and not for nothing. Like, it really has helped, and I I know this is like controversial to say, given some of the climate, but like it kind of has helped those movies age well because with those updates, it's kind of it's held on a bit longer. I feel like, even for better or worse, of some of the choices, like it still doesn't seem like you're watching. Like, go watch Tootsie; it looks like you're watching (laughs) an old movie. Do you know what I mean? But like, like grainy and everything. Yeah, but Star Wars doesn't feel
1: that way.
2: Yeah, I I think. uh, Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Gordon.
1: uh, Okay, playing playing into that. Mm -hmm. um, I had a friend from work. He had never seen any of these movies. He had um, grown up in the Dominican Republic and moved here when he was about ten. And it's a different culture for him. He doesn't, he just had never seen him. Sure. So he came over one day because I hyped it up. We watched the first Star Wars movie and we watched the Blu-ray um, copy because I figure at some point he's not going to know the difference. But he said it looks like a brand new movie, the way that it's filmed. Like he, he could tell that it's old. He knows it's old. Right. But it looks new. Right. Like it's it's pristine. It's this gritty world. Like it feels like you're in a place and I it agree. doesn't. Nothing about it felt fake to him. Like he he got sucked in, and he was asking a lot of questions, and maybe we can come back to some of that later. But for 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 a bit more of a discussion, sure. But one of the questions he asked me is, "Why is the empire bad?" I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And he says, well, "Why are they being rebelled against?" I was like, "Oh," and from just the movie standpoint, just. Right, what you know in that movie there's not a solid answer. Yeah, there's I think really that's not. That's a different discussion well, for, I, I for guess, a later.
0: I guess maybe with the exception of blowing up Alderaan.
1: You you get it as you watch the movie. Right,
0: but, right, right. Yeah. But like not in those first seconds you don't get it. N- no, yeah. no, not at all. Um so let me ask you this, Caleb. being as though like the 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 97 the re, not uh, the redone, re-edited special editions um kind of brought you back into the fold? Would you say that that is what started your collecting aspect to it?
2: Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, it's kind of funny because, like, so again, went to a remote high school. I had a class of like seventy people, right? So mm-hmm. I had like, you know, we we kind of doubled up on uh, high school stereotypes. So I was like smart ass nerd skater, but I was too fat to skate. But I hung out with the skaters. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we kind of had to take multiple roles. But um, so we lived. It was about you know. Thirty minutes from like the nearest um, like mass retailer, right? So what the, what we would do is like when you turn sixteen, you would automatically get your license because license meant freedom, right? Mm-hmm. You could drive, you know, everywhere, right? So sure. uh, the we would. You know, one, I was actually the youngest of all my friends, and so like I relied on rides. I'm like, "You guys going downtown? Okay, can we go see Star Wars? Okay, let's go." So like four of us would go, and then um, they started releasing the Power of the Force line, mm-hmm. and so my one buddy, um, who I actually had a Anakin Obi Wan fallout with, but that can be told another time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, he was the guy that had the Star Wars kids when I was. Uh, star wars toys when i was growing up right Mm so he didn't really have much of an imagination he didn't care about toys he wanted to make money off of them because he's like dude these are like we could resell these and make millions of dollars and you know we're like 16 17 years old We're like yeah millions of dollars this is gonna be great right so like we would all pile in the car and go down to like the nearest mall which was like 30 minutes away from us um and hit up kb toy stores and try to find like power of the force figures right so um you know the like I still, I still have this thing with, like, I need to find a red card Jawa. Like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, like rare... yeah, I do recall those. Like yeah. The, yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah. does this Boba Fett have a circle or a half circle? Like, that kind of
1: stuff. Like, that hunting through the back. Yeah, yeah. Long sabers and all that.
2: And that's the yeah. only reason why I really knew about R5-D4 is because I was trying to find the damn red card for him, you know? Right, <laughs> like right, just... right. So that, that kind of, like, sparked, like, um, you know, like, it wasn't really necessarily out of collecting, but it was like it was collecting to make a profit, which sucks when I look at, back at it, but um, it, it kind of kick started that like hunting habit. Like, let's right. go find the tools, let's go grab them, let's like, start
0: collecting. So. It's it's one of the questions that I'm looking forward to, like, kind of casting a net, uh, you know, is how, how important it's like a two part question. Like, one, how important is it, and two, how does it change the kind of collector path for an individual to start Star Wars with three and three quarter? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was talking to a buddy actually just this morning, and I, I just found out that he's like into geeky stuff. I had no idea. And, and he was talking, and he was like, yeah, he's like, I got a little room for my stuff. And, you know, I got all the vintage, I got all my vintage Star Wars stuff like on card you know hanging up on the wall and i was like man that's cool and he was like like i got like th- like just the red card and i was like oh my god we're talking about two different vintage things aren't we <laughs> like yeah. um but that's what that line means to him you know and it like it has the same meaning for him you know he's significantly younger than it than the, that the original has for me even though the originals most of them were out before i was <clears throat> i was born but they kept recirculating those toys you know, like they didn't go out of production until like eighty four, eighty five. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just kind of curious to see how that, because I think that how inexpensive they were and how it kind of like seasoned people and fans into this. Well, I can I can have them all. I can have every character like that. The the, the blind chick in the back of the bar. Yeah, I can get her. She's available.
3: <laughs> in,
0: in, in, I get the rain car keeper <laughs> yeah. without a shirt. It's amazing. Yeah. Exactly. Give it to me. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, I wonder if that doesn't, like, you know, like, now I think you're doing Hot Toys, I'm doing Hot Toys, like, I'm doing quarter-scale Star Wars stuff now, and, like, yeah. you know, quarter-scale, like, like, I'm like, oh, you know what, I just need a gambit, and the X-Men are represented, but, like, Star Wars, I'm like, nope, I need them all. I need every main character. I need one of each, at least. And I can't help but think that that's all tied back to that three-and-three-quarter mentality. Like, you just become seasoned into it.
1: I mean, certainly from the '90s, there you have uh, deals left and right. I remember them being one and two ninety-nine at most stores, but it would be buy two get one for a dollar in Toys R Us all the time.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I had a ton of Bosks. I'd rip the heads off and and his arms off, and putting you know gloves and other hands on, yeah, making him, yeah,
0: him a new like spaceman. Pilots. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a guy in the cantina that looks like Bosk without the mask on. I, I,
1: yeah with yeah. the space helmet. Yeah. I did, I did, I did that one. I have a box of those somewhere. I sold some of my older Star Wars stuff at uh one point in time and I don't but I, but I couldn't find this box of customs. Like it is somewhere in a basement. I have to find that.
0: Hmm. So the the next thing that we kind of wanted to to touch on <clears throat> is what memories if any and what uh you know Consumerism aspects played into this property uh, in regards
2: to Shadows of the Empire. Oh, good one. So, um, <clears throat> so I got the game on N sixty four. Right, that was kind of my first introduction. I had it too. Gord, did you have it? Yes. Oh yeah. So okay, we're all checked oh, yes. off there.
0: We're all checked off yeah. there.
2: We're one for one so far. I don't think I ever played it past Hoth because I was like, Hoth was hard. Throwing dude. controllers. The yeah. Wampa was hard.
0: Yeah. You had to like light him up with like thirty thousand laser bullets to like <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. After a while I was like, nope, don't care. Like so like I, I kinda and it's kinda funny going back to that the uh, the toy line. So I, I had the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually no, I, I take that back. I rented the game okay. back in the day when you go down to the video store and rent a game. Mm-hmm. Um so we kinda got to the hot level and then um what would happen was my younger brother was coming up, you know. He's eight years younger than I am, and he kind of started getting into the toys. So, Shadows of the Empire was coming out. Um, the Power of the Force line was releasing the Shadow of the Empire's characters. Correct. So, like, you know, the Mohawk Chewbacca or the Flat Top Chewbacca. Like, so you got Power of the Force I, figures. I got to jump
1: in real fast. <laughs> That is yeah. my favorite Star Wars figure. That Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: got like the eyepatch with a flat top. It's like, yeah. I fucking love that. Yeah. Yeah. So you it's like milit- <laughs> It's <laughs> like punk rock Chewbacca.
0: No. Did you get? Did you get any of those figures?
2: So I got them because again, like my collecting mentality was different back in the day. It was like, I'm going to hoard these and I'm going to make millions of dollars. Like right. they're all collector's items, you know. So like, um, I did get like. Uh, I think I got like a double of uh, Princess Leia and I opened her up and I put it on like my little drawing desk that I had. And Uh I think that was like first, like there's a figure outside the box and I'm displaying it and a slightly non, I'm going to make money off this way. So um, yeah. And that kind of like when I started learning more about that's when I started getting into like um, the bounty hunters and that's, that that hooked me as far as like that kind of uh, storyline. Okay. But, so I just want to be clear.
0: You played the game, you rented the game. You bought some figures. Mm-hmm. Did you read the book? I never actually read the book. Okay. Did you partake in the soundtrack? I did not in the okay. soundtrack.
2: Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're in too... fact, I was kind of not sure that there was a soundtrack.
0: But... And, and I'm going to throw in the audio book as well. Um,
1: well, there's, there's so much card game. Comic yes, book.
0: yes, that, all of that. So, uh, Gort, did you read the book? Yes. So I did too. Let me ask you this. I'm, we're not supposed to be talking about each other on this show. We're supposed to be talking about our guests. But what did you think <laughs> of the book?
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember how it opened, I think with the bad guy, um, (laughs) yeah, getting an introduction to him and, and that was kind of nice. You get this bit of a third side, um, to the whole, you know, angle there, but look, this is, this is an in-between of the movies and you're getting an answer to something that you might've wanted to know about. And I was, I was all in, what's everybody doing? How do we get Han back?
0: See, I was a little disappointed with it. Um, and I think it's because I'd already read *Heir to the Empire* and all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. and I think in my mind I was just ready to move forward. Like, and I felt like this oh, was okay. like holding me back. I felt it's, I felt like Anakin.
1: Yeah, I got you.
0: <laughs> Did you throw the book <laughs> yeah, across the room? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I killed all the women and children. <clears throat> you slaughtered um, them like animals. Like animals, I hate them. But like, uh, I. I I remember like reading it and I was like, man, like first of all, I don't even like I don't even like this idea of uh this other guy like pushing up on Leia. Like I was turned off by that. Mm.
1: Um and You're talking about Dash?
0: Yeah. And uh and, and then Shizor, I, I couldn't I couldn't figure out what his name was. You know what I mean? Like I was a resource room kid. I was calling him X Ex- and all sorts, you know what I mean? Like Um and then, and then the fact that, like, it just took place in this weird time. And, and it, it, was, it was my first kind of experience. And, and I, we deal with this more now in this era, for better or worse. But it was my first kind of experience with, like, something that was added material that didn't really – it didn't need to be consumed to enjoy the material. Like, when you read Heir to the Empire and all that stuff, like, it made everything a bit more rich. But I felt mm-hmm. like this one is like, man, like, you could skip this, and it, it, it's inconsequential. Um, but uh, it did age well for me because I, I had the audiobook I, had, I read the novel I had some of the figures I didn't get all of them I think I like I, I kind of want a Dash Rendar now but I like purposefully didn't get him during that time because I was like nah this dude's pushing up on Han's girl I'm not having it <laughs> um, and I, I got uh, like the guard thing with like the antennas that stuck out of his head and uh, and I got Shizor. And I think that was it. But I, like, I did everything but the soundtrack, and you did the soundtrack. I did. Yes. And, and you stand by that soundtrack still to this day, do you not?
1: It's it's a good soundtrack. <laughs> I have to listen to it. I have to listen. I'm to gonna it. go. ahead <laughs> to find that now? It's, <laughs> so. it's a mix of music from the video game and then original music, but it's but it's good. It's mm. Definitely good.
0: I'm gonna check it out. Um, okay,
1: it's it's the only thing from the entire production I don't think needed to be there, but but you're getting to this
2: yes i think it was i was gonna say I, one quick no, no no i do i mean because i mean you couldn't escape that right back in those days nope. right so no. i think it was one of the probably the first exposure a lot of us had to um just i want to say expanded universe or like the side stories yes. you know so like i think that's what even though like i wasn't fully into it like because of the game i knew the, the basics of the story and i kind not i forget how the hell like i didn't read the book but i knew the the entire story right, right. i, I might have read the comic when it came out finally but um it did its job for me um in a roundabout way because it 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 gave me more of that kind of third faction that i kind of like that the the underworld right, right. so like it kind of got me more into that and be like oh man you don't have to be a good guy you don't have to be a bad guy you can be a bad sort of good guy like that kind of stuff um, so i think it did its job in that respect that it kind of did crack open that universe just a bit more
0: so So, you know that um that was used as a litmus test to kind of how to market the prequels right yeah and the prequels came behind it so do you remember the first time that you saw
2: the phantom menace trailer I remember, like, the first hundred times I watched that thing.
1: <laughs> Dude, it's like, still, it's still how one many, of the greatest... How many days did it take you to watch that? <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah,
2: right? We've got to go to Apple QuickTime and watch the trailers <laughs> on the trailer tab, because, like, that's the only place it was. It like, is uh, yeah.
0: still one of the greatest Star Wars trailers ever put together.
2: Yeah. Like, I stand behind it's, that to this day. I still get goosebumps from it. Like, Yeah. It just, I used to joke, like, it, in my younger, angry years. I was like, I wish I saw that movie, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> it just seemed like it was going to be the
0: richest star Wars to- story ever told. Like, yeah, you know, I-, I can't, I, I had this vivid memory. I'll probably t- tell this a thousand times here, but like of going to see, I saw it during the opening of Waterboy. um, didn't give one single care about water boy for the entire time after seeing it <laughs> at the beginning. Um, Went to my buddy's house afterwards. I was like, you're not going to believe it. I saw a trailer for the next Star Wars movie. And like the whole room stopped. And what's funny to me about that moment is, first of all, if you were to have been in this room with the characters that were in this room, and it was probably a good 15 people, the last thing that you would think would make an impact is that sentence. But Uh the room (laughs) came to a standstill and they were like, what was it like? And I was telling him, I was like, I was like, man, it's like it's like it's rich. It's like it seems like it's like castles and there's this woman in red and it's like she has this elegant dress and it's like it's so vivid and it's so like there's like these creatures on these like walking through the fog and they look like they're like warriors and um and I was like and then at the very end there's like this this guy and he looks like Satan and he's and, <laughs> and, 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 and I was like and he brings out a lightsaber and he turns it on and they were like nice and I was like and then he turns on the other side of it. And they're like, what? <laughs> you know, like they're like watching mine. Yeah, yeah. Like you, like everybody was yeah. like just falling apart. You know, like like couldn't couldn't get a grip on it. Um, it's still like it, it, that. That trailer, I, I still probably watch it once a year at, at least. That every saga yeah. has a beginning and all that. Like it, and then when you started seeing like the promotional stuff with like the the kid walking with the Vader silhouette and like it was that was a well marketed film.
2: Well, it's it's like even like the um, what are they called the tone poems that they released like the individual like character oh, like yeah. the haikus. Yeah, oh. dude, I still quote that I, like I qu- I in quote, my head. I quote Malls. Yeah, yeah. Fear yeah. attracts Molls, the and then um, even Qui Gon's was like super inspirational for some. I don't, reason. Re- I don't remember his. Uh, his is good, but like, yeah, like. Anytime I'm watching anything about politics, I'm like the corrupt. Like I'm like reciting the mall thing in my head. Like yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it's it did its job. Like they were really well done. So and yeah. then it had like a music video. How bizarre is that? Yeah, the Duel of the Fates music video. Like I watched that. Like I recorded that on VHS. <laughs> you know, and I rewind. <laughs> like, Zzz, clunk. Okay, let's watch that again. Yeah. Zzz, clunk. I think that's Darth Maul in the the desert. You know, like. Yep yeah i mean the 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 rollout to that thing was insane
0: that is probably the best rolled out star wars movie of all time yeah yeah um so then you see it
1: (laughs) i don't say it like that (laughs) no
0: no 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 I, i don't i don't even mean it like that um
2: but you see it and how did that feel so I remember, I remember it well because I was like the, you know, it was at the end of everything, and then it just cuts the credits, and I was like, "Huh?" Like it, it was kind of like a moment for me. I was just kind of like, "Wow!" Like it was, it was kind of the, <laughs> it was, like I've come to terms with the prequels. Like I've wrestled with them for many years, and I've I've accepted them, right? Like uh-huh. it's fine. Yeah,
0: me too. I, I I love them for what they are.
2: Now I'm, I'm, I kind of look back fondly. And I'm like, yeah, it's all right. Some of the dialogue, but like at that moment, I remember it being like the first time I felt like disappointment in a movie, hmm. and I was like, that that didn't that didn't really match up to what I thought it was going to be. Like it was like this weird like, that's it for Darth Maul? Like yeah, what the hell? Like, that it was, was like, a bummer. Yeah, I was like, that they just killed the really like it, it just it was weird like the. The opening scene with, like, them landing in the ship, you know, the the Trade Federation ship and, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the escort ship getting blown up. Like, I loved all of that for some reason because it felt like, oh, my God, this is Star Wars, but it's new and shiny and da 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 And, like, as the story progressed, I was like, eh, it's kind of, eh, there's some slow parts and, eh, and all this. And then, like, just at the end, like, the lightsaber fight blew my mind, right? Like, Right, yeah, of course. I mean, uh, I saw the... I say I'm disappointed, but I saw the damn thing like 25 times in the theater. Like, yeah, I no saw kidding. it 12 times. Yeah. It's, the, it's the movie
0: yeah. I've seen the most in the theater.
2: Yeah, and it was just strictly for the last like five minutes in the <laughs> fight because you know, it was amazing. <laughs> like I still get goosebumps like um where the first square off and it's Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon and Maul does like the flip. And then he does like the force throw with the droid head to open the door. Yeah, that's the like, best.
0: That is the single best moment of that fight. Yeah.
2: And I'm just like, holy shit! Like that was like, amazing to me, right? And then it just, it, it, it's the first time where I think I just I bought into the hype train, you know? Yeah. Because that was the first train that I had been a part of, and then it didn't quite live up to those expectations. And then from there on out, I was like, I didn't even mind. Like the pod race was like, looking back subjectively, like I liked the pod race. That was kind of cool and interesting. Um, Jar Jar. It is what it is. He's not as bad as I remember it because I remember coming out of that like Jesus Christ, what was that thing? Like, <laughs> you know? like if there was forums back in those days, I would have been one of those guys. Yes! George Lucas, last in but you know, I, I kind of even I bought into that too. Like I kind of rode the hate train for a while too mm-hmm. because I was like, this isn't what I expected. This isn't the fan fiction I made up in my head about the origin of Darth Vader, and then it was just like, um, you know, uh, it's kind of like jumping far ahead for episode eight like the hate that eight got um i actually respect the prequels more because of that because what i kind of realized through this whole process is it's not my story right like i walked into the prequels with pre-existing things of how i think the story of north Vader should have been told it didn't go that way i got mad for no right so that's like where i was that's kind of where like this journey has led me to like acceptance you know so you, you,
0: You know, it's funny because you say you saw it like 25 times in theater. I saw it 12 times. Gord, do you remember how many times you saw it? Four. So, so like, we all went, like, it took me a long time to come to terms with the idea that it wasn't great. Yeah. Like, I was so, I I needed a new Star Wars movie so bad after that, you know, from 83 to whatever, 99. Like, I, I needed it so bad that it took me so long to see kind of like the problems and see how it turned people off. Um, And I still like a lot of that movie. Um, It's just, it's just at the end of the day, like it's, it's just, there's probably only a half hour of it. That's actually relevant to the trilogy. Like all you really need to do is find the kid and have him kind of have a messed up reason to how he gets off planet. And then the, a little controversy as to whether or not he should be trained, and that's it. That's it. I, I, there was a, uh, we saw it sitting on DVD somewhere, and like read the back of it, and like the, the back of the description on like this DVD. I couldn't tell you what release of the DVD it was, but uh, everything was in reference to four, five, and six. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was all yeah, like wow. it was all like find out the story of Darth Vader the evil Sith Lord that ruled the Empire for many years and was ultimately taken down by you know, uh, Luke Skywalker and the Emperor. Find out how him and Obi-Wan Kenobi, the hermit that lived on Tatooine, that's like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like
3: it was
0: all of this. Um, but yeah, that, Darth Maul, he carried that movie like on the, on the strength of how cool that character design was. He carried it so far for me. Yeah. yeah, and I I, I I remember talking to Gary, who you know Nerdy's <laughs> listeners are, are familiar with, that, and Gary's like going on this rant about how um, he's happy that George Lucas didn't do four, five, and six now, and I was like, why? And he was like, because Darth Vader's the coolest looking character you've ever seen. He'd have killed him in the first fifteen <laughs> minutes. <laughs> y- you know, and uh, <laughs> and um, it, like it, it, there was like. I knew a lot of people that were heavy Star Wars fans. I saw it so many times because my buddy Mario and I would just go. Like we would just go to that. Like you go get like an ice cream cone in the summertime. Like what are yeah. you doing? What are you doing yeah. for the next couple of hours? Nothing. Well, let's go see Star
2: Wars. Okay,
0: and we would just go. Yeah
2: um it got to the point where it was like hey do you want to go see that lightsaber fight okay cool like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty much what it was like, and you'd
0: always like after you'd seen it a couple times you always would go to the bathroom like well like like a half hour before so that you knew you were going to be primed and ready for that lightsaber yeah. fight
1: for <laughs> uh, for that movie did you guys go see it at midnight oh yeah yes yeah okay a- actually and that we, was uh, we
0: paid a guy 40 dollars to not wait in line and just get in front of him when we got there
1: my mom waited on line to get the tickets for that movie. Um, they took a picture of everybody waiting online. She was in the newspaper, like, front and center. Oh, all wow. Star Wars That's cool. tickets.
2: <laughs> That's cool.
1: Yeah.
0: The, the, I'll tell you another story. Like, um, these, uh, these kids, like, the movie theater sat up on this hill, and all of a sudden, like, these water balloons start, like, coming our direction from, like, being out on this line. And, like we all ran over to this hill and it was like these like jock type dudes like throwing water balloons at the nerds mm-hmm. in line. <laughs> um, but like I, I, I was with a, a gang of goons at this time. This is 99. I'm in primetime goon era. And, um, you know, we chased them all into their trucks and off they went. But uh, that was the first time I'd kind of experienced any kind of like, you know, like nerd hate, like you know, like like the wedgie. You know what I mean? Like that's the closest
2: I've ever seen to like a jock giving a nerd a wedgie. That's interesting because even like the high school experience that I had, where again, small, you know, small friggin' country, Friday Night Lights, yeah, you know, like that kind of crap. Yeah, um, like my four buddies, because again, we kind of played multiple roles. We weren't like we were like the smartasses that were cool with pretty much everybody, right? right. But we had this like oh yeah we like star wars go fuck yourself like we weren't like the nerds that were like segregated into like you know the cafeteria right, like right, that right. could come out you know but like even still to say that you like star wars back then it was kind of like a hush hush yeah, like, no, no, yeah no would, no no <laughs> do, no no i do push ups like
0: it wasn't yeah. easy like you had no. to like you had to like say it and then sell it at the same time
2: yeah, or if you liked it, you had to have pretty strong confidence or like, you know, some other like backup talents. <laughs> <Like, laughs> but look, I yeah, can juggle. I like Star Wars. Like look at this kickflip I can do like. <laughs> you know, whatever. But um and that's kind of like it's kind of funny about like the prequels too because it it kind of um it was kind of like the secret thing, right? Like you like you like Star Wars? Wow, that's cool. But then like when the for better or for worse the hype train it, it brought a lot of people out. So, you could see, like, oh, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot of people like Star Wars, you know? And it it was kind of like there's some bandwagon people, of course, but like the whole process was like going from like this secret, yeah, dude, cool, to like standing in line at midnight with like, I mean, hundreds of other people like celebrating this thing. Like, that's still a cool moment for me because I was like, oh, there's a lot of people that like this stuff. That's cool. Like,
0: what about. Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith.
2: So I probably have a very unpopular opinion, but, um, looking back on it, I actually think Phantom Menace is probably to me, the most Star Wars like of the prequels. And I don't know if it's just for whatever reason, the imagery, the shots they use, the kind of, the the story like hits more with me, like Attack of the Clones. Um, I was super pumped for. I was like, yeah, we're going to see like Boba Fett because I remember reading on a part <laughs> that, you know, him and these warriors were going against the Jedi on his toy card and we're going to see all the Mandalorians. And then it's like, oh, son of a bitch. There's this one guy. Right. And it's not even. So like, because again, because I kind of I started getting into like the, the underworld, the Mandalorian, like Boba Fett, you know, because it's like just again, <laughs> I think I picked like Star Wars role models and I'm like, he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Thing I want to be like him. He's like Wolverine of like Star Wars. I want to be like that guy. Right. And then he died like in a stupid way. But um, you know, like when Attack of the Clones came and like the when they at the last scene when you finally see the clones and they cut away, I'm like, what was that? What the hell was that? Like the the clones didn't attack anything. Like this is stupid. Like, <laughs> and it kind of like to be honest with you, it it kind of it that. Tsh- Two and three kind of fed more into my prequel hate than Phantom Menace. Because Phantom Menace, I'm like, it's not great, but the story could have launched so many different ways, you know, beyond that. How they went and proceeded with the the rest of the storytelling. Like, and to be honest with you, like, Attack of the Clones, I don't think was necessary. Like, I liked some of it, but it failed on a lot of aspects for me. And then. Revenge of the Sith is probably the one that let me down the most. Really? really?
1: Wow. And I know
2: that's extremely unpopular opinion, right. but it was just...
1: I, I mean, I, I'll share a little bit of the opinion there with episode one. Like, looking back, I enjoy that one the most out of the three. Revenge of the Sith coming, you know, a little, little closer to that one than than two does. Two is far down there. But the excitement for those movies when they were coming out was too great for me to yeah. really dislike much about it. You know, it's really only looking back that I I have any negative opinion. That I mean, two is two has some extremely rough dialogue. Like it's it's hard (laughs) to sit through some of that. It's uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Like you know, floating pairs and whatnot. I'm like, really, really. really.
1: Well, you know,
0: I mean, I'm on record saying (laughs) this, but the hardest dialogue for me in the prequels is in three, and it's that it's because I'm so in love. No, it is because (laughs) I am so in love with you. Oh, then love has blinded you. No, that's not what I like I was like oh.
3: oh.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm like all right, that's great. But, but- I think I think that a, that fight scene uh and and obviously not the Yoda one, although that probably needs to get discussed, but I think that Obi-Wan Jango fight scene is one of the best Star Wars fight scenes to this that's day. That's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah. And I like the fact so like let me back that up. So even though I just ripped on 2 and 3 at the time I agree with you, Gord. Like, I was still excited, right? And there were still yeah. moments. Like, I never lost that steam until, like, after the prequel trilogy was done. And then that's when I went to, you know, the dark nerd side and just started kind of ripping on him. And then I – it was almost like grief. Like, I had to deal with it to, like, <laughs> figure it out in my head and be like, okay, fine. Fuck, he floated a to or that's fine, whatever. <laughs> so, like – um, but, yeah, but the, the Django fight to me, because again, yeah. Mandalorian. I think they're cool. Yeah. yeah but yeah. the fact that some dude went hand to hand with a Jedi Ex- that, was, that, that was amazing. Exactly. And not just
0: hand to hand, but kind of like hand to hand in a I don't care. Like that there's nothing about your sorcery and your your magic sword that scares yeah. me in the least. Yeah. Yes. Like th- that attitude, I feel like Django in that scene captures how we how for some reason we see the Mandalorians
2: without actually yeah. ever seeing that side of them. Yeah. Like they go to like they're not afraid. Like, they're not afraid. Because everyone else, anytime Jedi is mentioned in any of the prequels, they're like, Ooh, yeah. like <laughs> I don't want to sell you death sticks. No. Like that kind of stuff. Mufasa. But like Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But Jango's like, nope, I'm gonna hit you in your beard. Yep, don't, on, care. Let's go. don't care. Don't yeah. care. You, and I think you, that, that you'll really bleed set just like up me. me. Yeah. And I think that really set him up. Like, you know, even though he had kind of a, again, a Darth Maul role where I was really looking forward to him playing a bigger part, but he kind of got <laughs> cut out of it with his head. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he's still that, that moment, like the moments that he was in there made an impact on me. And I'm like, yeah, dude, like you didn't, you didn't back down. Like, that's awesome. So, so, so let's, Let's talk about the Yoda
0: scene too, because that that has to get addressed.
2: Yeah, I cheered. Dude, <laughs> I'll
0: dude, admit it. I screamed.
1: Yeah. Everybody cheered. I, yeah, it's
0: the only time I've ever screamed in the theater, like in my yeah. life. I screamed, "Oh my god!" at the top yep. of my lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was it was the swag right like it was like the yeah. you know yeah. the music the way he pulled back the cloak but grabbed the lightsaber with the force like he could have just done both you know what i mean but it was like a flex yeah like it it was the style I, I, I know people like they criticize that scene now like the leaping frog that scene still seems badass to me when i watch it i don't that's one of the ones i don't get the the criticism like the modern criticism for at all and i don't feel like i heard
1: it then I think it looks a little hokey. Just the CG.
2: I don't, I don't know. You know what gets me is the Yoda scream. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, what the hell is that? That like,
2: was Duke. I'd be like, dude, chill out. I'm going to go back on my spaceship and just hang. Because uh, I don't know what the hell that was, but I don't want to hear it again. <laughs> 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 I give up. <laughs> you win. War's over. Yeah,
0: the scream, the scream was a bit much. I will admit that.
2: But, uh, I mean, I remember cause I had to go see episode two again because it, it was one of, eh, looking back. Yeah. It's kind of how,
1: how many times now. in the theater
2: twice. I think I only saw that one like four. Wow. Yeah, I, I think I was single digits, but I still, I, 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 apparently didn't have a lot to do back then. Uh, definitely didn't have kids. So I could go see movies. That's awesome. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but like I had to go see it again because I, was screaming and the whole theater erupted yeah. so much like watch the damn fight because everyone's like oh my god yeah you know <laughs> it's like, i think he won let's go back and watch it again like it was it was
0: i still think to this day it's the biggest crowd reaction i've ever seen at theater
2: yeah yeah and i think for what it was in that moment living in the moment and whatnot that mm-hmm. was an amazing time i was like holy shit like that's the crowd reaction and everything—I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like that. I
0: feel like that's yeah. the moment that your grandparents talked about when they talk about like moving pictures.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, we, like well, we, the chaplain fellow, look at him go! <laughs> like
0: that's what it was. Like one night yeah. we went and we saw this thing—moving pictures—and like you know, like that—that that awe. I, I, yeah. I, you know? Yeah. Um. So then, so then the 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 Sith, the Revenge of the Sith.
1: Well, hold up, hold up. Okay, go ahead. Before we jump into that, yeah. In between the movies, there was that uh, Clone Wars micro series.
0: Ah, the Samurai Jack. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Uh, Tartakovsky did that one. Did 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 you happen to catch that?
2: I love that. So during that time, I think that was around. Was it two thousand two, two thousand three ish, four ish? Um, So, kind of part of my love for Star Wars is that I always used to draw. A lot right and so my goal in life was to be either a concept artist and then i wanted to be an animator so um hey kids don't do that anyways moving on <laughs> um, <laughs> student loans till i die but um mm. at that moment i was actually in animation school um and so when the clone wars the 2d stuff hit like because samurai jack was all the rage back and like you know we would I was working on 2D animation at the time. So, like, in my classes and my teachers and everything, like, Samurai Jack, like, all the Adult Swim stuff was, like, that's what we were looking to as far as imp- inspiration goes for careers. Because we're like, dude, these guys are making, like, adult-like cartoons. We're kind of adults. We can Space do this Ghost. stuff. Yeah, like Space Ghost or, like, you know, even, like, Sea lab and all those guys. But, like, Samurai Jack was really cool because of the animation style. And then when those Clone Wars cartoons hit, I was – I – I remember going to the labs at my school to, like, burn the DVDs, like, movie files, so I could study, like, frame by frame the animation style. And I was – I saw Grievous on that thing. I was like, this is going to be the Darth Vader killer. This is that's, amazing.
1: That's why I brought up – I mean, yeah. because we're doing Star Wars, but because that's a big part of something with Revenge of the Sith. That we'll yeah.
0: Get, well, see – I have to I have to say also that like I have a I have an unpopular opinion regarding that show. Um I love the story. Like and I love like these little like short tales and and then you know the obviously the grievous origin of his cough and all that. Like and 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 even like yeah. the, the capture of Palpatine, right? Like all that's in there. And I like that a lot. But like the animation style and like how some of the, the Jedi seem so overpowered in it, it was a huge turnoff for
1: me. There's a hyperbole to a lot of uh, that of course, More in the Micro of course, series. Than of the, course. Like the sequel one with the Palpatine. But I, I never felt. Yeah. You, you know, the, th- the next time you ever see anything like that is probably the Force Unleashed games. Like just yeah. wacky yeah. Wild
0: Force. Yeah, wacky Wild Force. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I liked the what because I felt like that that was the action that I was looking for in Attack of the Clones. And I didn't quite get that. And so like I mean one of my favorite little stories on that is just uh it was the arc troop or it's yeah. completely yep. it's completely silent, right? There is no talking whatsoever. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like that's what I want. I want to see, because again, like the stormtroopers that we know, right? Can't hit anything. They're kind of a joke, but like the clone troopers, for whatever reason, I, I now really do appreciate. Them. I think it's mostly because of their, their, the style, right? It's like yeah. retro, these space look. And I'm, as I've gotten older, I kind of appreciate that style, but that story with just, you know, the hand signals and whatnot. I mean, that was amazing to me. Right. And then even the, 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 the Anakin fights with Asage That, captured more emotion to me than what was in attack of the clones hmm. so like that kind of stuff I was like this is what I want to see on the screen you know like I yeah there was some definitely overpowered stuff like like the Mace Windu Mace story Windu. was cool Do. yeah but like I like the there was one in there was one thing in there that I loved it was uh punches, like when he was like he loses his lightsaber I think for a second but then he just starts you know punching people with the force
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's breaking that is the droids, throwing shrapnel, just yeah. tearing them up.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, that's, to me, like, the legend of the Jedi or whatnot. Like, you yeah. know, this, ooh, Jedi. I mean, that's what it imagined when I hear, like, a full power Jedi. Yeah. So it kind of captured that for me. It, you know, and then, uh, yeah, I think the style itself was, again, just because of my own personal, what I was doing at that time, it really hit home with me.
1: Right. Bobby, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Now you, you know you're talking about like the force being you know very outlandish there. Um, there's a kid, you know, that's in that whole sequence with Mace Windu. Would it make you feel better if it's all his perspective? That's what he's witnessing. And
0: that's Ye- what it looks like
1: this guy's doing. Yeah, yeah. Like, this it would. guy's. It would. This guy's and, the best.
0: And you know, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it since it first came out on DVD. So it, it would probably behoove me to go back and give it another watch. Um, but I kind of watched it and, and I kind of felt like it was a novelty thing. Like it, it it never seemed like it counted to me.
1: Like I was like, there's little dialogue in the, in the first, the first series, very little dialogue. Yeah. It's very visual.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, um, like I recognized that some things were cool, but it kind of seemed more style over substance to me, you know, uh, which is why, like. I prefer the Clone Wars series over it.
2: Yeah, I get that. And I, I the one impact it had for me again, because again, at the time of my life I was really big into 2D animation. Again, kids, don't ever do that because nobody draws anymore.
0: Yeah. But um, do not follow your dreams. That's what we're here to tell. Yeah.
2: You. Do not follow your dreams. <laughs> um, listen to
0: your parents. Take go the get pra- a good job. take the practical solution, get your LLB yeah. catalog and get out of
2: here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, don't follow your dreams. But um, I, I do think that helps open the door for the Clone Wars series, which I when agree. the Clone Wars series came out, I to, again it was the the animation style I wasn't into. Like I didn't like the character design. Well,
0: I hated so the I, movie. I hated the movie, like the one that yeah. came out in the theater. Don't like, like Baby Jabba? <laughs> I do. I, that wasn't. Even, it, it was all the. <laughs> it was all the uh, um, Sky Guy. R2-y. Oh. it was all that. Big that I bot, was, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, it was just a huge turnoff, and actually, I didn't watch like the first two seasons of Clone Wars as a result of it because I was like, nope, I don't want to be anywhere near this thing. And then around the third yeah. season, people started telling me like, no, dude, you have to watch this. And then I was like, mm-hmm. they were right.
2: So I think that came out the the movie came out after Revenge
0: after, of the Sith. After I mean, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. 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 So, we, so I
2: think that's I actually avoided. Clone Wars movie because I was like I'm I'm kind of done for now. Like I know we're supposed to be positive, right? I was taking a Star Wars break after Revenge of the Sith because
0: we're we're taking a break like a relationship like we're We're going to
2: go see other franchises. Hey, what's this Lord of the Rings stuff?
1: I'm going to go hang out with these seven guys. We're going to Spider-Man and Daredevil at the time.
2: After seeing Devil, I'm like or Daredevil. I'm like, I'm I'm coming back. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh God, they
2: made an electro movie. Okay.
0: Now I think Revenge of the Sith had a solid rollout. Like their rollout seemed more similar to me to Phantom Menace than Attack of the Clones did. Like the trailers seemed to have like good energy behind them. Uh, the Force Friday was there for yeah. it, and it was more prevalent.
2: Huh. the The episode three trailer probably is my second favorite yes sir because it's it's that shot when anakin turns his God. face and he's got the dark side eyes i was oh, like God. sign me the <laughs> hell up yeah. You know? and yeah it's got the little darth it's so
0: funny me. how like you zero in on these little moments but you do yeah
2: you yeah, do it's like i used to say that to my brother like anytime it was like you know we were in trouble i was like Shit-ga-ga. like <laughs> <laughs> it's like dad's gonna kick your ass anyway um but yeah so but the trailer it's i because it, i remember the the lead up to attack of the clones everyone's like it's a lot more you know action-packed and it's it's a lot more action than phantom menace because everyone was like oh politics are boring and i'm like yeah it's fine like leading up to um you know Revenge of the Sith, I remember everybody like, this is it. This is the <laughs> amazing <laughs> moment. We're really sure you're going to like this one because Anakin's going to go nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be all dark side all the time.
0: Kind of <laughs> all dark side all the time.
2: So, um, you know, and then I watched it and I was just like, Ugh. so the, this, again, Um, I had actually really liked, for some reason, I really got into Palpatine's character. Oh, so, definitely. So, like, yeah. When Revenge, oh no, sorry, Return of the Jedi came out, and I when I was going back through like the whole special edition and all that stuff, for whatever reason, I found him to be extremely interesting because I'm like, who the hell is this old guy? Why is he a prune, and why does Darth Vader fear him? Like, what happens? Like, what is that relationship? Because like, because when you're you know kind of thinking through this, you're like, who the hell controls Darth Vader? Yeah. Like, the dude is a monster who's behind him and you see this wrinkly old guy you're like what is that and i feel like we justified it because of the lightning
0: like oh it's the lightning powers it's guys it's the yeah. lightning it's the lightning yeah. powers he doesn't have the lightning powers that's that I get I, it.
2: I'll, I'll even justify it when he's like dude he removed handcuffs with his finger like <laughs> the guy's amazing <laughs> so like it was just one of those things where it was like to me and that's it, i value watching characters it's like yeah there's brute strength right anybody can calculate brute strength right i mean we as guys size each other up every damn day and all that good stuff what i kind of find interesting about characters is like it's the what don't you know like how intelligent are they what are they kind of playing with so like for me i was like how did this guy become you know who he is and then control the empire Got into his story a little bit so Watching the fan of menace, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be interesting," because he's kind of playing these people and like moving the chess pieces. I'm like, "He's a mastermind. He's a genius. This is going to be great." Then I see Revenge of the Sith, and I'm like, "They just turned him into a cackling idiot." Like <laughs> I was, ha, 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 and like I'm just like, "What? What the hell happened?" Like that was that was unexpected. So uh, part of the Revenge of the Sith disappointment for me was, I didn't think it was. It was kind of like, "Hey, what are you doing today? You want to be a Sith Lord? Yeah, sure. Cool. Okay, let's go kill some kids." Uh, I'll tell um, you uh,
0: that that cackling madman kind of was a turnoff to me as well.
2: Mad with power. It, it, but
0: see, that's what it was. There was one scene that saved it for me, and it was when he was hanging on to like the Senate thing and mm-hmm. like looking down at Yoda, and he's like laughing like, a, like an like a idiot. You know, and, yeah. and and I was like I was like, dude, he's he's been waiting his entire life for this moment. Like he's just he's beside he's like he's this is joy for him. This is it. This he's living in his moment. Yeah. And that's that what scene, made me kind of look at it differently. Go ahead.
1: Gort. That scene where he's hanging. Yeah, that just always makes me think Nicholson Joker. Yes, I one hundred percent same.
2: Okay, you just changed the entire scene because you said that. So fine.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Palpatine stole the show on the whole prequel trilogy, and I also think that like it's it's weird now because I I thought it was a little too heavy politics at the time too. But like now, I kind of miss some of the politics in the sequels.
1: It gives reason. Yeah, it's it's yeah. back to what I said with the original Star Wars movie. My friend said, like, you know, what are you rebelling against? What's it about? You don't have much of that reason. You get all of it in the prequels, but in the new movies too, it's it's not really there. Yeah. You're sort of back to those basics, which I'm not. I have no problem with that either.
0: And but I think there's an it element-
1: would be nice to get a little more information.
0: Yeah. And I think there's an element to it that just shows like how much of a maniac George Lucas can be if like gone un- unchecked, you know? Like he can just be a complete Looney Tune. Like Ooh. no, like have him go into a, a di- have him go into a little diner uh, with a forearm guy and give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
2: make sure his pants are falling down.
0: Exactly, like, like it's just like you know, like, like, like somebody like somebody put a bell on this guy so we know when he's coming around.
2: <laughs> Give him a bushy mustache, In, too, in a moment like
1: it. that, yeah. that's a stupid character, but I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah me too. <laughs> it's, it's
2: fun. See, and that's the thing, too. It's like, I actually like that scene. I don't, know if I, don't, um, I don't know if I want to admit that. Maybe I just like pancakes, and I like dive in greasy spoons and <laughs> right. stuff. But like, like for me, it's one of those things where it's like I love and hate it at the same time because it's like, this is stupid. What is this good? And I'm like, it shows like, World though like, oh yeah, it's a major city planet. They're going to have some place to go get like coffee. like yeah. it's, it, it, it builds on that, right? And I I'm like, eh, yeah, so I, I,
0: think you I can, can knock the, them too.: much. I think you can make the argument that there's more world building in the prequels than there isn't any other Star Wars film ever.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe, Pro- probably ultimately, I think there was a lot of it in solo, like a lot of background, a lot of just day to day.: That's fair. Like, you seeing you see in the <clears throat> earlier portion of the movie.
2: I was going to say, yeah, day-to-day life, because, like, anything that's on Coruscant, it's like, there's a diner, there's a club, there's a seedy yeah. district, you know, there's, like, anything that you would find in a major metropolitan area, like, oh, yeah, we got that, too. So, it, it kind of helps like, almost ground it a little bit more, because it's like, oh, yeah, there's a, there's a shady side of town you don't go to. I got it. Like, you know, so. Because I don't think we saw any of that in the original trilogy, right? It was like, hey, there's a desert. Hey, Boom.
1: Right, there's more. So. you get more of it in the special edition, I think, than you did in the original movies. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah for sure.
1: Like the the Cloud City shots—be it just a window or just people cruising around in a cloud car.
0: So did you um, did you dig into
2: the Clone Wars at all, the series? So we took a break. Um, <laughs> right, 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 We were seeing other franchises for kind of a little bit. Correct. You know, I was uh, I was exploring. Uh, finding myself and whatnot, but um, I didn't. So, what kind of hooked me into what? Because I was kind of, uh, I was kind of done for a while. I was like, eh, I'm just gonna relax and just enjoy what I enjoy is for Star Wars, right? So, I kind of got back heavy into the the original trilogy, and then I think what brought me back, what kind of piqued my interest in the Clone Wars, was I started, I started hearing that it was getting darker. Yeah, right and i yeah, kind of had a more adult tone and that's uh, kind of going back to the the, the animated series i like the fact that it was i'll say violent but there was action right like clone troopers sure. died and that thing when i saw the trailers for the clone wars movie you know the sky guy and all that stuff i was like this is they're going total kids like i can't mm-hmm. at this moment mm-hmm. uh, when they started bringing in the mandalorians to the clone wars then i got into it and yeah. i was like uh Death Watch? Okay, cool. Like because one of the things that I had gotten into was the uh the bounty hunter game. I think it was like for P- PS two at the time. But that kind of explored oh, like yeah. ghost starring. That's right. I do so, remember that. And I, I loved it, right? I was like, I'm gonna be a Mandalorian when I grow up.
0: And then, do you remember there was an era where like Lucasfilm was putting out like one to two great video
1: games a year, it seemed like?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean that's even like um
1: even some of the bad ones were still good. Yeah, like, or at least PlayStation fun. PlayStation had Starfighter, which was not good, but we had we had Rogue Squadron to, You know, yeah, Podracer, Podracer, yeah.
0: Pod racer was great. <laughs> yeah. um, what was the other one? That, uh, like like Rogue Squadron? You you mentioned? Yeah. Oh, it was like it was like clone. It was like a Clone Wars game, but it was like Rogue Squadron.
2: Yeah, um, you could like jump in vehicles and stuff. It was yeah. So, yeah,
1: yeah, you, you walked around as like a tiny person.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was there was a lot of good games during that time, um, and I think that's what I think that's honestly like I kind of took a break from the movies and the media, but I I jumped into video games. So I got into like
1: public. Mm. I
2: mean that that's one of my favorites. Like, I think that's one of everybody's favorites. Yeah, don't even get me started on that because we'll be here for another three hours. <laughs> right, but, uh, right, 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 right. As Bobby has seen from my nerd rage post it's like God, you got a lot of time to type. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So like, Knights of the Old Republic, um. You know the the bounty hunter game. Um, I even got into Star Wars Galaxies, which was the uh, the MMO. You know, like where you could run around and live your Star Wars adventure, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. You know, I did that. Um, so I guess I didn't really take much of a break. I still texted Star Wars once in a while and be like, "Hey, what's up?" Um, and stuff. But and that that's what kind of kept me going. Were you still collecting during this era? So the collecting, um, not really, because at that time I was moving around right so like um you know when the when the uh, special editions came out i was still living at home right so i had a very small room i had like maybe a few things right that moved out during this time i had moved out with my now wife we were living in like a tiny one-bedroom apartment and we were just trying to get stabilized we're <laughs> within our own lives you right. know um so like collecting always took a bad backseat because I was like, I don't have the money, I don't have the time, I sure as hell don't have the space. So I would pick up maybe like, I actually held on to my Power of the Force figures that I picked up way back when. Well, they were up until about, Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. I sold them for like 10 bucks. It was amazing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. did you do, go to Wendy's after that?
2: Yeah, I think I needed some gas. I was like, can I just kind of get home? Here's an Emperor Palpatine. Would you like that? Anyway, um... So like I just the collecting stopped, right? And I I kind of went into um, you know, a collecting freeze for a lot of years because we just we were moving and we didn't have the space. I always wanted to, but I I just couldn't. So. Um so
0: real quick before we get into the the Disney era, um Black Series pops up. And you eventually did partake in 112 stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. How Easy or difficult was it for you to jump from three and three quarter to six inch in regard to to Black Series or Star Wars rather?
2: So I think my primary angle for three and three quarters was even though I wanted the figures, it's kind of more of the um, <laughs> the lucrative. Oh collection. Yeah. yeah, Oh just rolling yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude, I was going to retire on all those red cards. <laughs> it was going to be
0: great. You take that student debt
2: yeah <laughs> i can go to school again i'm gonna be a master's <laughs> degree yay so um the one thing that i did like about the three and three quarters was the vehicles so um you know that was kind of always again kind of where yeah the vehicles are always appealing to
0: it's me, the so charm three and three that's the charm of three and three quarter
2: when i started getting older and appreciating more of just the characters in general and like kind of it, it was also too kind of like just nerd them in general right like It's being more accepted. Like, you can find more stuff. Like, um, you know, I started when I started seeing the details of the Black Series, I actually missed out on probably the first few waves of Black Series. I didn't get into it three years ago, maybe. But um, I was like, I need every character. These are amazing. Like, yeah, I don't need the tiny little three and three quarters. Like, this is a good representation of the character. Like, hell yeah, I want a Greedo. Like, look at his cool jumpsuit. Like, right. looks look, look amazing in Black yeah. Series. So, yeah, I mean, Black Series, I jumped in on uh, more so than probably three and three quarter.
0: And and that you were doing mainly for the enjoyment and not for the investment at that
2: point. Yeah, because I was like, I want representations of these characters, and that's when I kind of started getting into the the collecting more of. Um, I've, I've about was it four years ago? Four years. Got a house, right? So we were finally established like there was no more moving there was no more you know leasing and whatever a home and an established space so um some other things happened in my life It was basically a midlife crisis but i was like you know what Shh. i'm gonna collect because that's what i've always wanted to do i want my little space that's all what i've always wanted air i went off on the deep end and just started buying everything much to my wife's dismay but like star wars was part of it i was like give me the black series now like, I want to show off a shelf of Black Series. Right. And then from there on out, it's just been like, um, yeah, pretty much everything. I kind of go some three and three quarters vehicles. Like, again, I'm sitting here staring at a, a B-Wing that I got because I like the B-Wing. But um, anything figure-wise, I'm going Black Series. Anything vehicle-wise, I'll go three and three quarter. So
0: let's dive into the sequel era uh, with, with kind of both feet. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead and, and talk about your experience regarding – you know hearing that disney took it and that new movies are coming and you know seeing 7
2: and your your initial reactions i think so during that time i was it was kind of like reliving the prequel era for the hype train because i was excited about it because again with the the animation background that i had which i did not go into but i learned a lot about disney and just the the industry in general right so when, uh, and my wife and I were big Disney fans, we have season passes and all that crap. So we were like, I was fine with it. And it was one of those moments where they're like, on um, you know, the next series, 789, I'm like, no way, that was never supposed to happen. I'm never supposed to see what happens after. Right. And it was kind of like the, the same thing with the prequels, like back in the day, like, oh my God, we're going to hear about the origin of Darth Vader. So it, it kind of rekindled a lot of that. Mystery and like, ooh, I can't wait for it. Um, you know, how are they going to do this? So I, 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 I saw it as a very positive thing. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: after you saw the movie, did you have any, like, um, did you have any connection to the EU and have to battle with that at all in your head? Like, the,
2: I did, but I kind of always under, so, like, um, I read *Air of the Empire*, loved it. Love *Throne*, um, *Dark Empire*, you know, all that stuff. Like the cloned emperor and all that stuff. I like that stuff, but I kind of always knew in the back, it wasn't real, because it wasn't on screen. So when I approached the expanded universe, I was like, "This, this is, is, is for, nice. This is for funsies." Yeah, this is this isn't real. Like it's just kind of fun. And then even like when yeah. they got into the far out like stuff, like, oh, what are those guys?" The Usen Vong. Yeah, yeah, I was out. Yeah, he I was like that no. Water Era. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like all that stuff, I was like, yeah, no, that's too far removed from what right. I care about. Yeah, here we go. So like when I saw, um, you know, Force Awakens, I, I didn't really have that. Well, you know, where's Thrawn and where's all this stuff? I didn't have those hang-ups, because I, I kind of knew, like, it's kind of like the video games, right? Like I know they don't really, they're
1: not part of canon. Like, um, you know, a lot of people the, like those are a lot looser too than anything yeah. else ever was.
2: Yeah. yeah. So. I didn't have those, those kind of expanded universe hangups.
0: Uh, and then Rogue One.
2: All right. So I really liked Force Awakens, even though it was kind of a rehash, but I liked the updated visuals and just the general direction it went. Mm -hmm. Saw Rogue One. I didn't like it at first. Mm. And I was kind of like, this is kind of a disjointed, the timing's off. It's kind of weird. Gort's not crazy I, uh, about
0: Rogue One either. No,
2: I was going to say when I came out of it, I was like, "This is a glorified fan film." Oh, hmm. shit, I should never have said that. Wow, um, but I have learned to appreciate Rogue One. Like, I actually just watched it. Like, uh, what was it two nights ago? Because I just put it on because the action sequences. Like, I like the fact that there's like the shady side of the rebelling, right? The spies. Yeah, I do too. It's it's the wartime stuff, like yeah there's good guys there's bad guys but war war is a gray area you got to do some shady stuff for it's, your side to win so it's like, really
0: like the first slice of life Star Wars film like this yeah, is, yeah you know what I mean I, I, did play a lot.
2: I think my least favorite moments of that is or what feels weird to me is the whole Jeddah time frame um, I know you're a big two tubes guy oh, he's yeah. a cool character but I, for some reason like Sagarera just didn't I feel like there was a lot lost probably in the
1: reshoots. Yeah. So that's, that's
2: kind of another thing
1: too. I'd, I'd like to see like, uh, like Your, a prior edit of the movie. The original vision? Something yeah. like that. Like I, whatever was like a full edit before they were like, uh-oh. Yeah. We, we messed up. Let's fix things. Yeah, I would too. I, I want to know what that was. There's a ton of footage and I haven't watched features on the DVD uh, they or don't, whatever it is. They don't really go into it. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see that. I don't know how that would change my, you know, thoughts on the movie, but I do have to watch that movie again at some point, but like I really need time away from that one. <laughs> I did.
2: I I've learned to appreciate it. It's kind of like everything, right? Like I I don't know if it's just me and myself and I just block out disappointed with everything in my life, but that's another story. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like like nothing appeases me anymore, but like um the more that I watch Rugwin, One, like I mean, I I was just watching this, you know, again, like, the other night, and the the part that gives me goosebumps is when um, the Rebels drop out of – and it's, like, yeah, the music flares up. It's, like, da-da-da. You know, and I'm, like, mm-hmm. back to the original, like, TIE fighter stuff. I'm, like, the, the Siths are going to blow stuff up. Like, that was exciting for
0: me. And it's know? probably um, the best space fight we've got in Star Wars.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean – My wife said that. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. last – you know the, the whole scarif battle i actually like like i like the, the the tactics they were using and then you know um there's a lot of good stuff scarif is good of course the darth vader scene blew my damn mind like i love that thing it, it took me back to like the darth ball scene <laughs> you know, i'm like right. yeah i don't care what this movie is i'm gonna watch it <laughs> right, for this right, right, two right. minutes you know um you know so some of
0: the beginning stuff just real off. i always have to interject this but that my favorite thing about that Darth Vader sequence has little to do with Darth Vader. It's that one rebel trooper's face that, like, is, like, to me, <laughs> like, tells the whole story. Like, like because in my mind, like, Vader would be, like, a legend, you know? So, like, it would be rare that you would see him, let alone heard somebody that would have seen him, you know? Like, it would have just been, like a like, a dragon, you know? And then, like, when he sees him and realizes what he's looking at, and it's like all in his face, like, we're not making it out of here. Nobody's making it out of here.
2: Terrified, just starts shooting. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. What else am I going to (laughs) do? So, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, like, I've learned to, like, um, I actually liked, you know, the more that I watch it, the more I like Krennick. You know, I like that actor. Yeah, Um, yeah, me too. You know, I, I like the fact that while it's it's gotten to the point where it it makes the sacrifices that they they had to pull off it made the death star more of a an imposing thing to me yeah i don't i'm because like before it was like oh yeah it's a bad guy station blah 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 but it's that, like even like that eclipse single, shot before it fires yeah. there's a lot of amazing visuals that i was picking up on that like yes that eclipse shot like i want that for my desktop you know it's just like boom yeah. <laughs> but i mean like even the fact that you know it can wipe out an entire city. Like, it, it, it's subtle things like that that they showed in that movie where it's, it can't, you know, it can blow up a planet, sure, but it can pinpoint anything and just blow you all to hell. Right, right, like, right, right. It's fine. So, yeah. Uh,
0: and then, I guess, you know, the most controversial, <laughs> The the Last Jedi.
2: I just have really unpopular opinions, but, um, actually, no, let me back that up. When I saw it, I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. But again, I was kind of like I had that moment where I was like, Am I just reliving like the prequel stuff where I thought the story was gonna go a certain way and I'm disappointed it didn't live up to what it was in my head? And then I got I watched it again because I was like, I think I'm at that point in my life where I have to see stuff twice just to make sure that I got everything. Um and I love it. I actually I absolutely love it. Like The Last Jedi, like Luke was never one of my favorite characters at all. Same. It was you know, I'm not Anytime there's a character to do, I'm the hero. Like I'm out because I'm like the Cyclops,
0: Cyclops syndrome,
2: Cyclops, you know, Superman to an extent. Like I just, the, the all American goody two shoes. Like I appreciate it. It's not me. Um, so when Luke, the whole theme of like the last Jedi and like, you know, people buying into this legend and then being disappointed by the man. Like, I love that because I'm like, that is real shit. to me. (laughs) That is like, that's my real life. Like, you know, um, you know, that's something that I, even like what he was talking about, like, you know, um, just the hubris and everybody believing like, you know, the Jai and the Sif, like, it doesn't matter because the, f- or what, like all that kind of stuff, like, to me really resonated after I kind of got off after, out of my initial shock. Right.
0: Uh, and then solo or Solo, you soy boy.
2: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I just find, uh, i just
0: find all of that to be super obnoxious you do.
2: i um uh, again it's kind of one of those things like I, I the more i watch it the more i appreciate it um i thought it was fine to begin with yeah um i kind of like agree with you like using that trailer set that tone for me yeah and that kind of like western like yeah a bar like and i was kind of expecting more of that um so i think the the guy did a good job i think that at the end of the day it was a fine product right like there's a few things that was wrong
1: but you know the kessel
2: run was a little bit of a disappointment but
1: um you know something you called it a product and if it was more of a movie and less of a product, I think everybody would like it more.
2: Yeah,
0: I agree with no. that. I agree with yeah. that.
1: I and I like that movie too, but it, it could be better.
0: But but I also think that that movie that is the worst Star Wars rollout we've ever seen. Uh, yeah, because that it was, was terrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, like it, it. It was it was horrendous. I mean, like I remember having, like telling people that it was out, and people. Not knowing, I remember telling people that it was a Star Wars movie, and people not knowing like it was it was horribly marketed horribly, and to have all that money invested in it, I just think is a huge error They should have just like they should have just treated that movie like like it was Tootsie that's gonna be my my uh reference for this for this one, but like like you know, just giving you plenty of trailers, giving you plenty of information, just like look this is just we're just having fun on this one like yeah. we don't need yeah. to hide anything you know how his story turns out you know like i don't
2: know i don't think it advanced the character for me like i didn't like come yeah. out of it with a better appreciation of han you know because i i mean i always loved han
1: right like it's right. Just, you know I, I to, I it advanced to... everybody but han
2: yeah yeah
1: i think that's fair too yeah
2: you know i mean like lando you kind of get a lot more you know like yeah. i i like lando in that movie um
0: Han is uh, Han is like an element of Star Wars that I don't feel like Star Wars has ever really gotten back again, and it's like there's something about having this character around in this universe to constantly tell you that this whole idea is stupid that makes it better. It's like this. It's like the fact check of like. Okay, we're we're in this and there's a rebellion and there's a this and there's a that and now I've got a laser sword and there's a magical force and he's like, "Well, that's dumb. I don't believe that." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's yeah. they've never really brought that archetype back and I kind of feel like you need you need that. You need like the 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 whatever, like if, if if bowling, like the bumper on the side of the bowling lane. You know, like you he is that for that universe. And they've
2: never really brought him back ever again. Even though they've, he's attempted. got the, uh, yeah, they've attempted it. I think he just he's that real man in the situation. Right? Yeah, like he's like, dude, I got bills to pay. I got somebody after my ass because I owe money. Like we can all relate to that. Yeah, um, you know, it's like again, kind of going to the like the you know the super hopeful Luke. Like you know those people are annoying to me in real life. Like yeah. go away, go 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 do your coffee and just you know whatever. Yeah. But like. The Han Solo is—it's kind of that reality check, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, this is a stupid idea. We're going to die. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So. Yeah.
0: Um. So, uh, to kind of wrap it up, because I'll be honest with you, my phone—I'm is I'm not sure how much longer my phone is going to last. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, a couple, couple quick questions. So, where, where are you at in terms of so your collecting? Kind of started with buying some carded figures that no one ended up caring about as an investment. <laughs> um. <laughs> What do you collect Star Wars wise now?
2: So now I am uh, fully in on Hot Toys. Um, I think my first Hot Toys was actually uh, Jedi Ray. That was like the first Hot Toys that I pre-ordered because I'm nice. like, I, I need, I want. So my 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 approach to my collection is I see them as like art pieces, right? right? Like it's not it's not toys on a shelf. Like these are. Representations of something that I love, and I want the proper representation displayed. Right. So, right. like, it took me a while to, to buy it on Hot Toys because of the price. Right. But, um, apparently I don't have an issue now. So that's fun. But, um, yeah, like the Last Jedi stuff, like Ray was my first, and now I've, I've probably have 15 or 20 of them.
0: I'll tell you, your Hot Toys, um, display in that Magi case is breathtaking like it's
2: really 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 well done oh thanks man like stresses me out but uh yeah it's it's been fun so it's kind of why i went to the magi case right because I, I wanted again i'm trying to show my love for a franchise right right like, yeah i have issues with some of the movies at the end of the day this is what makes me happy like star wars in general makes me happy right yeah um you know, a lot of other people, like the normies, don't really get it. I don't care; they're not coming into my house and looking at this stuff, right? So, um, it's the rabbit hole. Uh, I'm, you know, I just picked up. I just got dropped off today. Um, I found a grand moth tarkin. I don't really need a grand moth tarkin, but right. I kind of do. <laughs> right. You know, like. Yeah.
1: So, um, I'm going to hold Vader's leash. Exactly. (laughs) I wonder if I can get a custom leash made. (laughs) (laughs) Poke it right up to that
0: chain on his cape.
2: Yeah. So like the, the hot toys, star Wars stuff. I'm definitely on, um, I'm kind of going back and collecting some of the vintage vehicles. Like, again, I keep saying this damn B wing, but when I went to celebration, um, I found, and the celebration was another whole like bucket list item for me, which was amazing. Yeah. But, um, you know, I found a booth that were selling, like, you know, vehicle stands, right? So I have, like, um, a TIE Bomber and a B-Wing, and I bought I, – I had to pre-order them, but they – like, my stands finally came in. So now I can properly display, like, the vehicles that I love. So i got to find space for that. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's a little bit of an obsession right now, but um, – Right. Primarily hey, Star Wars and Transformers and stuff, so um, – um, But what, do, how about
1: Star Wars Transformers? Oh, God.
2: I've seen some reviews on those. I heard they're not good.
0: (laughs) Gort, do you have any... uh, I know what question I want to close with. Do you have any on your side that you want to ask before we start wrapping this up?
1: Uh, Let me see here. Well, the Hot Toys, when you've been picking them up, you picked up Ray first. Um, Do you have a mix of just all the eras? or What what exactly do you have?
2: A mix of the eras. So, um, I I actually... (sighs) So I started on Black Series to start, right? Because that was my first representation of characters. And then um I got into Figwarts because I'm like, oh my God, these are amazing, right? And then from Figwarts, I jumped to Hot Toys, which I probably should have saved all my money and just went to straight to Hot Toys. But hey, it's a journey. So um for Hot Toys, I'm collecting uh, most of the new stuff. Uh it's actually it's it, I'll take that back. It's all over the place. Um I've got like Anakin, Dark Side Anakin. I've got, you know, Jedi Luke, um, Old Man Luke. Like, it's all over the place. So, any kind of like representations that I feel like are iconic, um, I'm getting. So, like, okay. Return of the Jedi Luke, gotta have. Uh, Last Jedi Luke, I gotta have because that's what, you know, that was the Luke that made the most impact to me. Um, I've got Empire Leia because that's my favorite representation of Leia. And then. After, after Carrie Fisher passing and watching the episode nine trailer at celebration, I had to run out and get uh Last Jedi Leia because that was like when I heard the Leia theme in the episode yeah. nine trailer. I'm like, I need it. I need it. So now I've, I've kind of got it set up to where I'm almost doing like before and afters. So I've got yeah. like.
0: Um, <laughs> I, I just I know I know
2: these feels. I gotta yeah. Just... yeah because it's like right now I'm looking at it and I've got, you know, Empire Leia and then right next to her is Last Jedi Leia, like the el- evolution of the character. Yeah, so, that's cool. uh so um as long as nobody figures out how much these actually cost, I think I can keep doing this. So
0: there was a uh there was a question I wanted to ask you and it just slipped my mind, I think. But um oh, I know what it was. That uh that piano of Leia's theme at the end of Last Jedi. Like cancel Christmas for me. Like I'm, I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm no good. Like when it comes up, yeah. like in memory of our princess, Carrie Fisher and that piano plays, um, I am, I am utterly worthless.
2: the like, hell's cutting onions in this theater? <laughs> What's going <laughs> on here?
0: Like I can keep my composure, but I feel like I'm like a house of cards. Like if anyone were to poke me, I'm just like, my mother never loved me. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs>
3: like
0: I'd just be a complete train wreck. um, let me see what I, I I know I wanted to kind of run some some like rapid fire past you. All right. Favorite Star Wars character? Boba Fett. Favorite Jedi.
2: I'll say Obi Wan. Favorite Sith. Oh man. Uh, so many issues. Uh, we'll just go Vader.
0: Uh okay. And I'll just throw this one in there. I'm not sure. Favorite force user in general. So I guess it either would be someone. It could be you know from a video game or whatever. It doesn't have to be a Jedi or a Sith. Or it could make you, it could force your arm and to say who you like better, Obi Wan or. or, uh, or
2: <laughs> I was going to go more obscure, but so okay. So I'm going to say um, favorite Force user as of right now is the Sith Emperor from the old Republic video game. Okay. Um, and that's kind of a stretch. The way that they've set up, for anybody who doesn't know, that's the 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 old Republic MMO that came out a few years ago, right? So the stories computer. and that, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like World of Warcraft, but the individual character stories are amazing because each class has its own
1: like story, right? So did there's you like a, play every single. Did you play all eight? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. So um, some of those stories are probably some of the best Star Wars stories I've actually experienced. Um, Throughout that game, I really got into, like, uh, the Sith Emperor. Um, I forget his – I can't say his actual name. But um, the the way that they introduced his powers and kind of, like, the the ultimate villain, like, that is my favorite for right now. Nice. Um, Favorite
0: Star Wars movie? Empire. Least favorite.
3: Uh,
2: I'm going to say, because of the the disappointment, I'm going to say Revenge of the Sith. Fair enough. And people can send me hate
1: mail. That's fine. (laughs) I think it'll be (laughs) alright. We'll supply his address in the. uh,
0: So the last uh, question, unless
2: you got anything. I think anything. I just got uninvited to something. <laughs> <know>. <laughs>
0: unless you got anything else, Gort. You got anything else?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I want to ask all kinds of Old Republic questions, but that's a, it's a big can of worms.
0: Yeah. And maybe we can revisit ask one. it. Ask one. Yeah, ask one.
1: One. What, okay, out of all the eight storylines there for the classes, which one was your favorite and least favorite?
2: uh i like the sith inquisitor for my favorite Um, yes that was cool um and that kind of ties into the whole emperor why i like uh was it vitiate or whatever his name is um the least favorite was the jedi consular i thought that was boring as (laughs) hell so (laughs) so i take it you've played
1: yes okay cool um i I didn't finish all the classes i started all of them but some the consular not being very interesting
2: No, I was like, oh, we're going to go cure a virus. That's, 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 oh, let's just play through this and chuck through it. The Imperial Agent was a good one. Sorry, sorry. My kid just got home,
0: and I was making sure it was my kid and not a stranger.
2: I was like, is that your favorite character? What are you (laughs) doing? Yeah, (laughs) we're kind of, kind of, (laughs) sort (laughs) of. Sorry. Sorry, forget it. We're past those questions. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah, the Imperial Agent was amazing. And then, of course, like, because of the whole Mandalorian thing, the, the Bounty Hunter was good, so
1: bounty hunter was the first one i played but that was in beta when the game went live i went full inquisitor that was amazing
2: yeah that's that was and then uh it's like all the empire ones were great and even the the jedi
1: one was pretty cool um that ties into the emperor
2: yeah which was kind of i didn't the reason why i didn't like that one because it's like you you beat the emperor and i'm like well you just beat the game that's stupid
1: so kind of yeah. What what makes that uh class also <laughs> a lot more interesting is the Darth Revan book.
2: Oh uh, yeah. I didn't
1: get to big, big tie in. Yeah.
2: I do like the fact that they tied in the Force Ghost with the uh, the Jedi was it Guardian? Uh yeah. yeah. Okay. So that the whole like Force Ghost thing, like it was very the Jedi Guardian was the most Star Wars like story of the movies to me.
1: So that was kinda good.
2: But the Sith Inquisitor, that was just fun to be evil. <laughs> so...
1: Hmm. Yeah, I really liked the uh, the Trooper, like you just the revenge story.
2: Yeah, Trooper was good too. So, uh, And then, Bobby, if you don't – I mean, throughout the story, you can choose light or dark. You know, you see your decisions. Right. So it's kind of funny because it's like, you know <laughs> – I try to play it as I would normally, like for my bounty hunter. I'm like, yeah, let's – Sith? I was like, nope, I'm embracing the dark side. Let's kill
1: everybody. Like,
2: <laughs> dark side. Dude, it's funny. I can't do it, man. I can't do it like That's
0: all
1: because those you haven't played sith yet like legitimate <laughs> sith character
0: yeah like whenever i played nice old republic like i could never i mean sometimes i ended up making dark side decisions but it was it was by accident you know i thought i was doing the right thing oh uh, but like yeah i could yeah. i could never like when you know it's like dude i could slaughter this entire town right now and i'm getting way you know big <laughs> dark side points but i'm like i couldn't do it but like, man i have kids playing i'm not doing this you know, like, yeah <laughs> like i'm uh, like i it, that shit fucks with me it's like um uh, not, not to get too far off track, but like Modern Warfare 2, was it? The one where you were like in the airport and you were a terrorist <laughs> undercover and there's like all those innocent people running around. Did you ever play that, anybody? No, I heard about it, yeah. So you're like this undercover, you know, you're undercover, you're, you're infiltrating this Russian terrorist cell and you're in this airport and they're just gunning down civilians and like causing hysteria and like you're supposed to just do it and I can't dude, I, like, I shoot at the ceiling. It still makes them run, and I like, don't have to shoot anybody. Like, I, c- I can't bring myself to do it. Like, I'm like, this is too fucked up. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: a little I, too real. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, no. Of course, that's yeah. way more real than, than cutting somebody off with, with yeah. a laser sword. But yeah, um, um,
1: N- Knights of the Old Republic, I couldn't do anything bad in that. Like, I had to play it like solid. That's just how I felt at the time. Yeah. But when you run into a Vader moment, and you have that incompetent officer... Are you going to choke that guy or are you just going <laughs> to let him slide? Because you know, that's, that's, well, that's what you get in the Star Wars Old Republic. A yeah, lot that's of cool because like there's that.
0: there's greater good to be done there. It's like this is – look, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're, look, you're a sacrifice, but you're going to make the team more
2: efficient. Yeah. <laughs> so the scary thing about that? Like, we just went was, up 10%. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, like so like when I would play like Old Republic when I was younger, I'd choose like, yeah, I'm going to do the noble path. Now that I'm older, I'm like, fuck you electrocute <laughs> like i'm just like i'm done <laughs> like oh you you screwed that up okay well uh hi here's a first joke stuff it's just so i'm kind of worried about myself but it's kind of funny how those are kind of moral moral you
1: know tests <laughs> the old republic game is fully voiced so your character has a voice unlike knights of the old republic and it really adds something steve blum doing the bounty hunter he just has that that cold nasty voice like you know like burn everybody to death like like
2: i I need to watch i need to watch the youtube movies of those so the movies the cutscenes are
1: amazing so like um i there's so many well i guess what's what's on youtube like just the the main story not the actual questing right because every every
2: Yeah, you can find the the stories. I mean, they're, like, five hours long. But, I mean, you can find the stories for every, like, the major cutscenes for every class, right? But then just the opening, like, um, just the cutscenes, like, the the sizzle reels that they did, you know, like, the whole um, Darth Malgus stuff. Like, when I see those lightsaber fights, I'm like, I want that in a movie. Like, that's, you know, give me that. Like, and then Malgus himself, like, throughout that game, like, there was a time (laughs) where it's, like... Not to spoil anything for anybody but there's a choice right i'm like i want to join him he's got the right (laughs) idea yeah Yeah. why can't i join him he's got the you know so but um i mean there's there's really good characters that
1: come out of the fallen emperor is that what it's called
2: uh yeah there's knights of the knights of the fallen no
1: not that not the expansion stuff but, but like there's the dungeon where it's like he's presenting you that choice Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I forget what the hell it's called. But, uh, yeah, it's basically like a super weapon, you know, and he's taken over and he's like, you know, we, we can't survive like this. We have to move forward. And I'm like, you make a lot of sense. Why can't I just join you right now? Like, what? what's anybody else? In-
1: yeah, it, 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 it's a moment where basically the guy has control of, like, a battle station. And it's kind of that Emperor moment reaching out, like, to Anakin, except that you have the ability to, you know, say yes or no. Ultimately, you don't join him. You kill him. But, yeah.
2: But he's sitting there talking about. It. He's like, "We need to be more tolerant. Tolerance builds strength. We need to welcome more people to build our forces." I'm like, "It's kind of the right idea." Anybody else? No. All right. Well, I guess we got to kill you.
0: So, so to close it up, to wrap it up, <clears throat> what are your like thoughts, anticipation, etc., regarding nine, and then the kind of future of Star Wars from here on out?
2: I'm excited about nine. Um, again, when they hit me with that princess leia theme in the trailer i'm like i i don't care what happens i'm in um you know i like the fact that i like the fact that eight was jarring to people because i think that snapped him out of a lot of um the hero journey tropes that a lot of star wars
0: films yeah you know? like, yeah i think star wars needed eight more than it realizes
2: yeah and i think what's going to happen is and this this is what my prediction is it's like You know, people hated 8, but I think in time, that's going to age the best, and it'll be the favorite, kind of like Empire. Like, I think that's going to be, to me, 8 is Empire-level-ish of, like, holy shit moments, right? Um, So with 9, I'm hoping they wrap it up cleanly. I think they will. Um, My concerns, really, is with JJ, because I'm I'm like, okay, are we just going to get a Return of the Jedi rehash? But at the end of the day, I have to appreciate the fact that, hey, I'm... Star Wars movie. Like I do like the new characters. I like Ray a lot. Um Kylo is growing on me, even though he kinda reminds me of everybody in a comment section, but that's another story. <laughs> um, like every time somebody's like arguing in the comment section, I just see like Kylo Ren, like with the long hair and just like you like, you know, that kind of stuff. But um No, I'm like when I heard Palpatine laugh at the close of that trailer, like I went I went nuts. And it just recaptured again all these movie releases and Star Wars does in general is capturing those moments and getting me like, holy shit, like pumped. Like that's what I like about it. So.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny, man. Like I think Kylo is my favorite character of the sequel trilogy. Like, uh, you know, aside from characters that I already loved, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's just a lot of depth and potential for depth with him. That I I see kind of more blatant on the surface. That I feel like the other ones you kind of got to dig a bit more for. Like I feel like Finn. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like Finn. We've kind of seen. We kind of seen the beginning and the end of Finn. Like we, his story's done. I feel yeah. like yeah. um, Poe. I feel like there's more to uncover. I don't know if they will. And uh, Ray. I feel like there's probably more to uncover. But it doesn't seem like there's just like this. Like Ray seems like you know, you had to go through your parents' closet. You had to go through the shoe box in the shoe box was a, a gift bag. And if you look in the gift bag, you'll find the gift, you know, where like Kylo seems like the present under the tree. Like all you got to do mm. is unwrap it. It's right there. He's got to unwrap yeah. it.
2: But yeah, I do hope they have some kind of like redemption arc for him. But, um, cause I, I also don't want them to take the easy rail. I want him to be more complex than I think he is. Mm. Um, and I hope they don't just cop out and just be like, Oh yeah, bad guy, you know. Right. um I do like the the themes that they were playing with in eight where he was conflicted, right? Yeah. Like there is that good side in him that it was conflicting. So and then um you know, Ray, I I've always been kind of a Ray fan. Like for some reason I I see it's kind of a weird thing, but I like I feel like she's like a little sister. So like I'm yeah. rooting for her for some reason. Yeah, I'm yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah. You're probably han solo's daughter but i'm not gonna say that but um you know i still got my own fan theories and all that crap that i'm you know like i watch the movies i'm like do you see how he looked at her
0: yeah that's dude, a, me too man me that's too. a
2: father that has regret yeah why do i know that because i'm a father with regret right. anyways
0: right, <laughs> so, right right
2: but i mean like there's all that i'm 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 excited for nine and i you know either way it's it's gonna wrap up you know this this trilogy nicely so
0: all right so uh Caleb, thank you for being our first guinea pig. Um, I appreciate your time and talking with us. And and thanks for sharing your story.
2: Yeah, man, happy to be here. So this was uh,
0: super fun. Beautiful. All right, then. Until next time. Gort, you want to say goodbye?
1: Uh, yeah. No, it was good uh, having you on and really getting to jump into Star Wars with you and kind of meet you proper. I really only got to say hello goodbye at uh, TFCon.
0: Yeah, TFCon's hard. I'll be man.
2: around.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, you guys I'm are that see- guy with the weird. You guys are going to see each other very soon. Actually,
3: really? Yeah. Oh, cool. oh, good. Good. <laughs> All right. Later.